Hi, it's Scott Hamilton, Rockfile. This podcast will be something completely different, a little bit more personal. This is a podcast about my dog, Archer the dog. I was a dog kid who was never allowed to have a dog, and I don't mean anything disparaging towards my father. Um, He never really wanted to have animals around, and probably rightly so, because he figured eventually he'd have to take care of it, or something along those lines. He didn't like cats coming into the yard and that, that kind of thing, but he wasn't totally against it, and when I was about 16 years old, I got a puppy. A friend in high school had some Norwegian elkhound puppies, and we were able to get one. Um, that was when I was a junior and senior, so I was spending less and less time at home, even though I loved having this dog, and eventually went off to college, and the dog, uh, Max, did become my dad's dog, unfortunately. Uh, I couldn't take him to college with me, obviously. He failed obedience school, but he was a wonderful dog, and I miss Max terribly. He passed away while I was gone, and I just never got to spend the time with that dog that I wanted. When I was in college and got into radio, I adopted a kitten. I rescued a kitten, and uh, this was Beetlejuice, named after the star, although spelled like the movie. I was taking astronomy at the time. And the whole idea behind getting a cat, um, my college roommate had a dog uh, who was wonderful, but cats require less maintenance. You keep their litter box clean, keep their food and water full. They basically take care of themselves. And I needed that with the beginning of my radio career. And as I progressed through my radio career and my days were, some days are simple eight hour days, some days are less, and some days are a lot longer. Cats were just easy to take care of. And Beetlejuice had a, had a, a wonderful life. And eventually, um, We have no idea what caused his kidney failure at a young age, but I had to put Beetlejuice to sleep. And it was a a terrible thing. That was the first time I actually held a pet while it passed away. And it was, a as anyone who's been through the death of a pet knows, how just that was a jarring, just a heartbreaking experience. And it wasn't too much longer that I got another one. I went to the Humane Society, and the only cat they had was an orange tabby who looked a lot like Beetlejuice. And that was the only male. I wanted a male. So I took him home and I named him Sebastian. Yes, after the crab and the little mermaid. And Sebastian went on to live to almost 20 years old. This was my buddy. I, through just normal everyday interactions with the cat, made him very dog-like. He would fetch. He would come when you'd call him. He wasn't one of those aloof cats who hangs out, does their own thing, and eventually comes over for scratches. He wanted to be in your lap. He wanted to be part of the conversation. He wanted to be involved. He wanted to play. Sebastian was just a very different kind of kitty than anyone I've ever been around or any I've ever owned. And while I was living on Grand Cayman and took Sebastian with me, or Grand Cayman, as we say on the island, um, when I got married, we got a second cat, Kaylee. And eventually, a third cat, a rescue that we named Lucky, because Lucky was hanging around the house, and we really didn't want a third cat, but In Cayman, there's scorpions and other indigenous creatures that if you have a cat that looks like it's in bad shape and it's hanging around the house, you really want to do something to help that cat. So we took Lucky 
as we named her, to the vet, and she had terrible teeth problems, eventually had all of her teeth removed. She had probably had a litter of kittens, and she had all sorts of internal injuries. And so it was it was quite expensive, but we got Lucky cleaned up, and Lucky came into the house and became one of the three cats of the family. And not long after that, Hurricane Ivan hit the island, and thus made her name even more important than it was. Well, I kept all of these three cats uh, through my divorce and moving back to the States and, and eventually to where I am now uh, until the end of their lives, their natural life. They all had very long, like I said, Sebastian lasted to almost 20 years old, and that's almost unheard of. So I was very much a cat guy. But my girlfriend at the time had a dog, and he was just the most wonderful dog. And I took a job up north and was living alone, and she thought it was a good idea to get a dog. So she went on Pet Finder and found this dog at the, at the shelter uh, about 40 miles outside of Charleston, West Virginia. And his name was AJ when I got him. And, and the story was that somebody had, was moving to where they could not have animals, and they gave him up for adoption. Well, one look at this dog, he, the, the humane shelter in this area is very much like a farmhouse with a fenced-in yard, and here was this little white, black, and brown dog running around playing with cats and ducks and just having a blast, and came over to me and licked my face, and just, it was love at first sight. So in March of 2011, I decided I would take AJ home, and they agreed. They liked me. They said he needed to be fixed the next morning, and then I could take him home. So I got a call, and I went and picked him up, and I put this little puppy dog that they said was a year old, but he was obviously a, young, a lot younger. Uh, they also said he was a full papillon, which he wasn't. <laughs> um, and I put this little dog in the floorboard of my car because he was scared, and he was still you know, coming off the gas and didn't know what was going on. And there is a picture, if you go on his social media and you scroll all the way back in time, you will find a picture, the very first picture of him in the floorboard of my car. He was a lot fuzzier than he is now, and he was very cute, and he he was the best dog ever from the get-go. He, he did this thing, oh, and I quickly named him Archer. I didn't really like AJ, and I was communicating back and forth long distance while watching an episode of Archer, and the suggestion came that why don't I name him Archer? So I looked down at him and called him Archer, and he immediately took to it. I assume because it sounds a lot like AJ, but he's been Archer ever since. And Archer would do things like he would play with toys. He was a very playful dog when he was a puppy, and at the end of the evening, when it was time for bed, he would put all of the toys back on this carpet that was by the front door. When you live up north, you have a carpet in and out because, you know, with snow and other stuff, you don't want debris in the house. And But we assumed that he had been crate trained because that carpet became where he put everything when he was done with it. He somehow knew to put it. I don't know if he was trained this way or it was just what he wanted to do, but he always put his toys back on that carpet. During the, my time up north, which was about 18 months, I was flying back and forth to Florida quite a bit, and we made Archer a support dog, and Archer got to fly. Archer ranked up more air miles than most humans <laughs> and became the favorite of every every cabin person except for this one woman who just didn't want think there should be animals. And this was a complete change. When I traveled with my cat, Sebastian, he always had to go in a carrier and under the seat in front of me. But when Archer 
traveled with me, he could sit in my lap, or if the seat was empty next to me, he could sit in the seat next to me. And if, again, you scroll through his social media, you will see pictures of Archer sitting alone in an airline seat, like he's a human. And Archer became very acclimated to people. He loves people. Uh, Going through airports was fine. I could put him on his leash. I didn't have to carry him. Um, He's always interested and always very curious, which is a sign of intelligence to me. He learned that he had to go pee outside in a a particular area, even if he had held it through an entire flight. You know, he's just a very, very, very intuitive, very smart dog. And this people thing carried on. These days, we do four walks a day in the neighborhood, and he's got all sorts of human friends and a few doggy friends in the neighborhood that he really likes that he will go up to and just, he just can't, you know, how a dog reacts to somebody they like. Oh, I haven't seen you in so long, goodness gracious. So... During the course of living up north, Archer, uh, I would take him to the radio station with me at, at times. And when I first got Archer, he got away from me. He got out of the leash because I, I guess I didn't want to put the harness on too tight. And he got away and he thought it was a game and he ran away, which freaked me out. And I lost Archer for a night. The next day, as we were preparing to do all of these flyers and do, you know, some online stuff and report it to the police and all this kind of stuff, I put a picture of Archer on the radio station's Facebook page, and within an hour, somebody called the radio station and said, I have your dog, and brought him to the radio station. And he has never tried to escape again. I don't know if he was traumatized by the experience or he just loves me that much, but these days, I can take off his harness outside and he wants to go back in the house. He wants to go wherever I am. He doesn't try and get away. Granted, if a duck walked by or something, he wants to go play with ducks really bad these days. So anyway, there were many times I drove back down to Georgia to visit my mom, uh, especially when she was getting sick. And Archer has traveled with me everywhere. He's gone many different places by car, by plane. He's made cat and dog friends wherever he's lived, wherever he's visited. And now he lives with a... Maine Coon Siamese mix, uh, and a long-haired Chihuahua Papillon mix, and loves them to death. I mean, he wants to spend time with me, but he also loves spending time with them. The, The two dogs and the cat play chase up and down the stairs, but they've never hurt anybody. The two dogs play with each other. They never bite each other. They, they, they play fight with open mouths. And he, he is just the sweetest dog. If I'm having a bad day, he comes over and he puts his, his little head on my on my knee or my lap or wherever he is. And he just, he is just, you know, if you have a dog, you get that connection. And I truly have that connection with Archer. He's been a healthy dog most of his life, but he has a bad eye. He's always had a bad eye. Early on, we took him to the vet. They looked in there and said, it's just not right in there. It probably didn't form right. He's probably had that since birth and doesn't know any difference. And it's never caused him any problems. It eventually clouded over, and he can still see a little bit out of it. If you wave your hand in front of that bad eye, he still blinks and still sees, and he's never had a problem getting around or anything like that. But always made sure that that wasn't going to cause him any problems. But if you know about animals and rescues that without proper breeding, and, and I'm, I'm all about rescuing, I, I don't buy animals, um, that could be a sign of other things. And Archer's been great. He is not, he like, like his dad, doesn't go to the doctor often because he hasn't had many problems. Now, Archer developed this bad breath, and 
a while back, the vet did mention we probably should have his teeth clean, but we, we tried the tartar control treats and hard foods and things like that and seemed to keep the problem at bay. Well, a month or two ago, he started getting this little lump in his belly and it started getting bigger. So this past weekend, we took him to the vet to see, make sure the lump was not anything life-threatening. And the first thing the doctor said, no, it feels like a fatty lump. It's probably nothing, but it will grow bigger. And if it grows into muscle tissue, if it grows into internal organs, it could be a problem. So we would definitely like to take that out. But we need to talk about his mouth. It turns out that because he is a Papillon mix, Papillons have problems with teeth. It, a lot of Papillons have just bad teeth. There are humans who have bad teeth, and there are humans who have perfect teeth just naturally. And Archer is one of those dogs that has bad teeth. He's got a plaque problem. It's building up bacteria. And the bacteria that builds up in a dog's mouth from plaque and such becomes a gum disease and can spread bacteria to like their heart and cause some pretty serious issues. Well, it turns out his teeth have gotten pretty bad and we need to have surgery. Uh, they definitely want to have surgery to do the lump. We were hoping they could do both at the same time, but it turns out the dental surgery is going to be incredibly extensive. Now, Archer is in no pain. Archer gets around every day. We never knew this was a problem. Never, he's not losing teeth. He's, you know, he's got a little bit of bad breath, and that's usually kept at bay with treats, with dental treats and things like that. Did not know it was such a problem. Now they're talking possible bone grafts if they have to remove teeth and things like that. The, the bill could easily be $3,000 just for the dental surgery, and he's going to be under for an hour and a half, which is a long time for a dog. And so they, they want to do the, the fatty tumor later. They don't think there's anything you know, too terrible about the fatty tumor. It's not that they, it's not a cancer, but it's a, it's a non-fatal, non-invasive type of cancerous tumor and we just got his blood work back today and he's fine his blood work is good and we're ready to move forward so i started a gofundme page because all of this is going to be at least four thousand dollars between the the dental surgery and then the the surgery for the tumor uh this is going to be quite pricey and just something that wasn't budgeted for so that's why there's a gofundme page and you will find a link below for that because the, the vet we have and we've had for over a decade is very matter-of-fact, is very no BS, not trying to make money off you. If there's nothing to be done, then there's nothing to be done. And if there are things that don't need to be done, she will also say that. She goes, if it were my dog, I would not do this. I would do this. And that's always been very, very good advice in anything with the cats, with the other dogs that we've ever dealt with her. She's just straight up and and very cut to the chase. And I like that. I, I like a direct doctor. I, I don't want any BS. I don't want to be given things I, I don't need, medicines I don't need, treatments I don't, you know. And, and she is definitely not like that. She said that the dental surgery, would we go somewhere else, would probably cost double what she quoted. And this is just an, a, a guess on her part, given the length of time that he's going to be under, and the, the work that is going to be required. <laughs> and I've been a little worried about putting Archer under. He's nine-ish now, because we never really knew what his birthday was or how old he really was. 
And as dogs get older, you know, just like humans, it, you don't really want to put them under if you don't have to. But when the blood work came back okay, we're going to move forward with everything because she says once this is all done, he's going to have a long life. He's a healthy dog. He's a happy dog. He's in no pain, it appears. Um, and and he's just a wonderful dog. So this has not really been a, a, a plea, but I wanted to give you some background on this dog and, and how much Archer is a part of my life, as, as any pet is. But Archer is one of those unique animals who deserves to live as long as he can because he, he's just a sweetheart and he's very intelligent and very curious and very obedient and he's never made a mess in the house unless it's some kind of bowel distress that he couldn't control and it really bothered him. It, it's funny to watch the looks on his face because he's become very human-like in his actions and reactions. And again, I, I'm, not, I'm not begging for money, but this is a lot of money to make Archer healthy. And if you can see any way to give just a little bit of money, it all adds up. We did over $400 in the first two days. Um, we've got the surgery coming up. So any help you can provide, GoFundMe takes 2.9% plus 30 cents per transaction. That's not a whole lot of money. That's typical for anybody that does any kind of credit card or PayPal transaction. And if you can keep that in mind when you're making your donation, um, and even more importantly, if you could share this and share the GoFundMe link, that would be a huge help. Um, he's actually sleeping right now. I was going to try and get him to bark or talk or whatever, but, uh, Archer has a Facebook page and an Instagram page. They are both the Archer files. You can both find them with hashtags. He's Archer the dog and hashtag the Archer files. But like I said, if you just look for Archer files on Facebook, and on Instagram, you will find, and there are well over 1,200 pictures of Archer and his brothers and sisters that are no longer with us. And you'll see what kind of life Archer has had so far. And I'm sure you would want Archer to continue living this wonderful life that he's had and will continue to have. So thank you very much for listening to this long uh, explanation of how wonderful this dog is and what is going on with him health-wise. There is nothing life-threatening at this very moment, but we've got to get the dentistry done because that is life-threatening. He does have a heart murmur. She rated it a three out of six. Dogs can live a very long life with heart murmurs. We just don't want it to get any worse, and it could be caused by what's the bacteria that's going on in his mouth. He is starting the antibiotics tomorrow, which will, as she quote said, will cool down the mouth. And he's got a couple of tests to go in for to make sure that he can be put under especially for as long as it's going to be. So I'm a little concerned, but he's a good boy, and he's had a fantastic life, and he's strong, and he I, I have every inclination that he will pull through just fine as long as we can get all of this financed. So anyway, thank you very much for listening. Check out Archer the Dog and the Archer Files. He is, Oh, there he is. Yes, it's been lawn day in the neighborhood, so he and his brother have been quite vocal today. But anyway, I'm Scott Hamilton. I'm Rockfile. My dog is Archer the Dog, and I hope you will take a look at the GoFundMe page. And if you can do anything, I would be eternally grateful. And if you get a chance to meet him one day, he'll lick your whole face. I guarantee it. I, I couldn't even ask for better timing on all this barking going on behind me. Thank you very much for listening today, and, and have a terrific day. Yeah.